Uh, we got a special little treat for you guys in just a hot second. We're going to talk baseball. We're going to talk basketball. We even got some soccer, a little football as well. Um, we'll we'll even hockey. briefly go over. We even uh, got some hockey. We, we got, got a draft. little bit of the Sharks drafted a player. Um, we, we're, we're pretty excited for him. We'll talk about that in a little bit, too. Uh, Sam, I'm going to turn this over to you real quick. What, um, we got a surprise here. Yeah, we this has been in the works for a little while now. Um, Tyler's wearing the San Diego Padres jersey, uh, you know, a couple months now. We went out to uh, San Diego to celebrate uh, Tyler's bachelor party. And uh, while we were at the game, I wore my A's jersey. Um, It caused quite a a conversation piece, to say the least. Hey, but did you know? But did you know? (laughs) Did you know? Um, Yeah, I was confronted with, uh, hey, did you know the A's are going to Las Vegas? No. (laughs) Like nonstop. Uh, but we met completely unaware. We met, uh, I would say we met people that were more positive and respect receptive, uh, to what's going on here in Oakland and in this A's move and whatnot. And, uh, one person specifically, Daniel, uh, we became friends with, he followed us on social media. Then he became a follower of the show and listens and watches. And, uh, he's been all up in the chat too. A lot. Yeah. It's just, it's just been a lot of fun. And, uh, We've been, you know, communicating on Twitter, talking about sports and chatting back and forth. So we thought it'd be a great opportunity to to have him on. So uh, we're going to have a guest. So uh, let's bring in Daniel. He's going to join us for today's show and uh, possibly for some future shows and see how it goes. So welcome, Daniel. <laughs> That's Tim on the uh, ones and twos. There, there it is. All there right. it is. There it is. What's up, Daniel? What's up, guys? What's going on, Daniel? Yeah, I think uh, you guys figure, you know what? Let's just shut him up and stop getting him in the chat and let's just like let him talk, talk. Let, let him run wild. Yeah. Just, let him, just go buck wild. He's right. our, How you been, man? How's, how's, uh, he's our how's, SoCal uh, correspondent. Yeah, how's, right. yeah, yeah that'll work. That'll work. Boots on the ground. Yeah. Boots on the ground in SoCal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everything's going good. Everything's going good out here, you know? Um, kind of a the lull of the sports season when it's like everything's on the off season except for baseball and yeah. except for uh you know thankfully i got the we got the gold cup in, in soccer this year so mm-hmm. true. true very true yeah that was a very exciting game and we'll get into that as well that's definitely on the uh, to-do list for today's episode first off i do want to talk since uh we have officially hit the halfway point of the baseball season we are at the all-star break. The home run derby is happening right now. Actually, as we're talking, um, I may or may not have it on in the background. So if you see me turn my head every now and then, that's just me checking on the, uh, what's going on. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not actually Vince running really fast past the microphone no, and then no. running back. It's, no, it's no. turning his head. Yeah. It's not a Doppler <laughs> effect thing going on. It's uh, me just being irresponsible. It's okay. not the orange blur. Oh, I thought that no, was the orange no, blur. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so what are we what are we looking at here? Did, did the did the uh, A's uh, win every single game they played? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. They <laughs> uh, they uh, so we we've been gone. We missed last week because of Fourth of July. So um, so I'm just gonna run through it real quick. They dropped two out of three games against the Yankees, including a perfect game. Uh, we'll t- we'll talk about that in a second. They go two and one against the White Sox, and then they go on the road. They win two out of three against Detroit, and then they get swept in Boston. So this week they have the All-Star break, and then they have three at home against Minnesota. They are 25 wins, 67 losses, 
dead last in the American League West. Uh, I want to say that the A's had a part in getting the Yankees hitting coach fired because we won one game. Ooh, Not yeah. because they blew all the other games, but mostly because they they lost the one game against the A's. <laughs> I love how as soon as he was announced, uh, Sean Casey was announced as the um, new hitting coach. Everybody brought up where he was thrown out from left field to first. <laughs> <laughs> the ground out to left field. <laughs> the old seven to three. Usually you see yeah. that in like eight and nine year old minor mi- minor league A. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like, he like throws his helmet down. Or on MLB the show when you get thrown out when you're yeah, exactly that, that too yeah that's video game uh, stuff right there like yeah you don't see that in real life too often it's impressive in in a very bad way so there's your <laughs> there's your answer New York Yankees there there's the uh, the man to change it turn it all around and he'll turn it all around when Aaron Judge gets back exactly really when it's getting yep. turned around. Yeah, what you know, what has happened to Giancarlo Stanton? My gosh, they signed this contract and he's just been just middle of the road. There's nothing, nothing flashy. He's hitting at a ballpark that should literally help him out offensively, and he's just middle of the road. It's it's quite well sad with that to see. many that many hitters around you, right? You would think he's gonna just run into some some pitches to yeah, just a few yeah. balls here and there. You would think. Yeah, you would I think, mean, and it's just been a sharp decline like ever yeah. said, ever since he signed that contract and it's like there's absolutely no reason why you can't be hitting because i mean it's not like it's not like opposing pitchers are just gonna walk everybody on the team i mean you gotta you gotta you gotta have a pitch that you're gonna hit eventually right mm-hmm. yeah it's just yeah. even the power numbers you, you're not even seeing the power numbers that you would you know okay the batting average takes a dip because he just wants to hit home runs but he's not even hitting home run volume um so it's it's interesting so I, okay, curious. I'm just throwing this out here in my brain here, right? Because Giancarlo's uh, what a righty, right? Not a lefty. He's a righty. Righty. Yep. So let's just say contracts up where he gets traded. Do you think Houston would be the best place for him with that short porch, or Boston? You got the Crawford boxes, yeah, mm-hmm. um, or Boston, but the Green Monster. Well, it the- looks like you can hit it, but it's very intimidating. Well, I mean it. Uh, like I mean, it, they say 302 in Boston, but it's really more like 292. So I mean, to to like to the right field, to the uh, left field corner, excuse me. So I mean, there are balls that definitely get home runs that shouldn't be, but but the monster does take away more of the uh, the laser type shots. Um, yeah, turns sure. those into singles and doubles instead. So I mean, I don't know. Um, he should be. It should improve the batting average at the very least. I would if think. I'm Houston, I'm I'm at least entertaining the thought, but I don't know what I would have to trade to get because obviously you're not going to pick him up at the end of his contract because it'll be what probably like 37, 38, somewhere in there, close to it, like 30 somewhere. I have I'm not his, gonna, uh, right now he's because right now he's 33. He's yeah. 33. He's a he's only batting 203 with nine home runs <laughs> and 23 RBI. He's, he's he was injured under. for a good portion of the first season, uh, first uh, half of the season, but um, mm-hmm. our first third, I guess. Uh, I think he just got back like maybe a month and a half ago, two months ago, but, uh, but still that's, that's atrocious. Um, yeah. That much money for that little production is uh, definitely not playing well in New York. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of, uh, of, uh, you know, uh, a guy that they almost got Aaron judge here. I mean, <laughs> oh, when he giants. comes, yeah. <laughs> giants almost got him. Yeah. They almost oh, got that guy. What did they do across the pond over here? 
Okay. So uh, they they were in Toronto. They dropped two out of three. They go to New York Mets, uh, drop two out of three. They come home. They lose two out of three against Seattle. And then they finally get a little bit right against Colorado going two and one. Uh, so but they could have easily lost that series to Colorado against oh, yeah. a team that's like yeah. not very good. Yeah, they're starting to come back to earth a little bit. Um, they're currently 49 and 41, so they're third in the NL West. And so, uh, but they're still eight games above 500. I think, I mean, we all had them somewhere around 500 by the end of the year, and that might still happen. But at least overall for the first half, I'd probably give them a B minus, B, something like that if I was to assign a letter grade to them. They're playing above my expectations overall, even though the last uh, you know couple of weeks they've started to come back down to earth a little bit. I, I don't know. What, what I mean, do you guys think? I, I got to ask you this question, Daniel. What do you think is the Dodgers' weakest spot? Is it relief pitching, starting pitching? Is it hitting? What do you think is their weakest at this point? It's definitely the pitching just because our arms are constantly on the DL. I think the, the, the stat that I heard the other day is that We've used 233 days of, of DL just for our pitching alone. Oh, you, you cannot have that many games or that mm -hmm. many days in your pit and hope to have any kind of success. And I mean, the NL West is always going to be a grab bag because I mean, yeah, the Giants are eight games over 500, but they're only back two and a half games and we're in the middle of the season. Yeah. So it's going to be a three way volley between us, the Diamondbacks and the Giants. Because well, the that is crazy. Did you have the surprise? Yeah. Did you have the Diamondbacks in your uh, in your uh, preseason uh, uh, threats of teams to go against yours? I definitely I had us and the Padres going neck and neck the entire season. Same. Mm -hmm. Same. I, yeah, I totally I think agree that's, with you. All of us uh, had that. Like you know, it's it's kind of wild how that's broken down a little bit. Um, Dodgers, you're tied for first right now in, in the division, but it's still been super disappointing. So Seriously. I mean. I mean, uh, just to think, I mean, we expect, uh, obviously, I think we all expect the Dodgers, if, if they can get healthy, I think you mentioned it with the uh, the arms missing all those games. If they get healthy, I'm sure that uh, starts to really take off. And um, I don't know if I believe that Arizona is going to win the division or anything like that, but certainly I think they've proven themselves able to at least, uh, you know, be a well, wild card team possibly at this point. So at, they're probably at this juncture, problem. At this juncture, they have Dodgers and the Dimebacks have met 10 times, and the Dimebacks have won six games to the okay. Dodgers four. four games. Okay. So, hey, it's going to be a run to the to the end here, it seems like, uh, unless the Diamondbacks just run out of gas. And they're a young enough team that I could see that happening, that they will just run out of gas uh, towards the very end of it. So uh, think of the Pittsburgh Pirates, you know, started off hot, and now they're starting to run out a little bit of the gas here. So... I mean, I even the Giants, Arizona that's being, Arizona could like go either way. It's like, they're so young that they could fall apart because they're just not used to being in this position yeah. or they're just like so young and dumb that they're just like, fuck it. We're here. Like we can win it all. <laughs> you, yeah. know? you know, so I could see that. And they got a lot of young talent. What I, I did mean, see that's, though, that that's like the Marlins. Um, they're the Marlins rookie. were young and dumb. Their uh, super rookie got hurt. Uh, Carol Corbin, uh, Corbin, Corbin, Carol. Carol. Corbin, Carol, um, mm -hmm. He got hurt, uh, so he, I think it was the yesterday's game or the day before, um, on a bat swing, um, and he's he's an amazing talent. So losing him for any extended period of time would be definitely harmful to their chances um, to lose him because uh, right. he's, he's probably the NL too. rookie of the year right now. I mean, yeah. him and uh, 
Uh, De La Cruz, they're probably the number one, number two. They're yeah. probably going back and forth. Does De La Cruz, is he eligible? He will be by the end of the year, I think. He'll, he'll get enough yeah. games in. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that, that's that, that's the other part about De La Cruz, though, is uh, I don't know if he's going to have enough games to satisfy the voters. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, of So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but he certainly made some noise with those uh, three steals on two pitches uh, the Christ. other day, too. Jesus, Jesus H oh fuck man that is that was wild dude not um, even just that just 12 like 12 days in the majors and you hit for the cycle yeah <laughs> like what so so this was brought up to to me you know by by one of our listeners in in, in the chat here um text me personally here and wanted to know what you guys think you're the next gm of let's just say a random baseball team right you get to pick your two options and you only get to pick one otani or ellie who are you going with? Otani. Otani. Proven talent. I said. Proven. That's yeah. I said I mean, talent. Like, yeah. yeah. It, Ellie's had a hell of a start to his career. Um, we'll see what happens when some, you know, guys have tape on him and he, they start making their adjustments. How good is he at, at, you know, combating those adjustments? And that's all baseball really is, is just a yeah. continual game of adjustments. So it's, it's not I even mean, just, it's not even just that. It's like, you just filled in two needs right there. You have an mm-hmm. ace on the mound. And you have a stud up at bat. I don't know if you guys have ever heard Otani hit live, but just the crack yeah. oh, of I have. the bat. Yeah, we, we Holy have, crap, yeah. dude. Hey, just, fans, we've, yeah, he's done it to us. <laughs> <laughs> we've seen it live. <laughs> yeah, live and in person. It's funny, like, I do remember, like, a couple, uh, like a few years ago going to, you know, opening day, the A's are playing the Angels. And, and oh, like, the game that Otani is pitching – all of a sudden, like that's like a thirty-five thousand uh, attendance. The game that he's not pitching, twenty or something. But it's but it's earlier in the season. People are still excited. It's just it's funny when he's like on the mound, especially. That's when like everybody's like, "Oh, I gotta see this" because he could like strike out ten and hit two bombs in in the same game. You know, and that's yeah, like it's, that's it's... the kind of shit you tell your kids about like fifty years from now and your grandkids or whatever. It's the say hey show, you know. I mean, I, he's impressive. I mean, yeah, you get a basically an ace pitcher, and you get a guy. What does he have? Uh, forty. Someone check me here, but forty. It's, I'm sorry, no, it's 40, thirty something. Uh, 30, 30 something. 34, 35 home runs now. Somewhere I think in that he's ballpark. climbed up there. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> where else are you getting that? You know what I mean? I wonder. Like, so the Giants just drafted. I'm segueing here. Thirty-two. 32. Okay. So the Giants just drafted a pitcher who is a two-way as well. So it seems like the Shohei train uh, is picking up a lot more steam, uh, especially. And, and I'm curious to see how many younger kids and how many younger generations, you know, are going to be, try to be two-way players. You know, I, I think what Otani is doing, it's, we've never seen it before, obviously. No. Babe Ruth his, is. I got his line here. Uh, in 341 at bats, 103 hits, 32 homers, 302 batting average, 63 runs, 71 RBI, and 11 stolen bases. Yeah, and I think he's got <laughs> like a three point. Pitching. I think he's got like a 3.2 ERA, something around there, like 3.1. On top 1, of 3.2. pitching. But that being the case, it's like we've never seen anything like this. Babe Ruth, yes, he did both, but not to the length of what Otani's doing. So, yeah, he's not to this second level. To him. Definitely not to this level. No. He was nowhere near as good of a pitcher as Otani is. Well, Babe right. Ruth was and, the yeah. first few years of his career. He was like pretty much exclusively a pitcher. And then they right. made him exclusively kind of, you know, a hitter Correct. You know, later in his career. So it wasn't at the same time. 
Correct. Uh, like, oh, very little of it was at the same time. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm very curious to see what the generation, because, you know, in any sport, in every sport growing up, your dad and your dad's dad's generation of sport, the level of athleticism always increases. So I'm always curious to see, you know, the Giants are drafting a two-way player. How many more two-way players are we going to see? And how many of them are going to be successful? That's what I'm curious about. It's not that you can be a two-way player because anyone could be a two-way player. But how successful are you going to be? Right. Yeah. I mean, like, and different levels of success as well. I mean, yeah, I- I'm not expecting every two-way player to be Shohei freaking Otani, man. But like, can you be comp- a competent pitcher? You know, like maybe maybe even like you know fourth or fifth guy in the rotation or something. Yeah. And and be a regular, you know, 25 home run threat. You know, something like that. I think I would call that if you do that for three years i think that's a success probably like in the grand scheme of what like how tough it is to play baseball if you're able to be a two-way player for three years four years however long it is like that's i mean i would say that's a success we're seeing hall of fame stuff happening right now so i'm not gonna ask for a two-way player to have to be that you know but but how sad is it that we see a hall of fame player and he's just his career is just being wasted along with mike trout on a team that just can't injured. Yeah. Uh, injured on a freak play, you know, on a backswing, he, he basically fractured his wrist. Um, yeah. You know, but their, their careers are getting wasted on a team that just cannot for the life of them, get them pitching or get them over the, that hump. They can't do it. You know, it's just, well, I think with the, the angels, it's, it's, it's weird. It's not for a lack of trying. They've spent money. You know, they went after guys, they tried to develop guys, they tried to retain talent Um, for whatever reason. They just have not been able to put it together with the Mike Trout years. Yeah. You know, and I I don't know, Daniel, you're, you're in SoCal. Like what's, uh, you know, it's Anaheim, the Los Angeles angels of Anaheim. The 405 series. Don't get me me started on that name, bro. I will Uh, go on a tangent about that name. (laughs) (laughs) what's the you know i know you're a dodger fan but what's like the pulse down there with with the angels and why they can't put this together two of my best friends are angel fans and like the sentiment is always just like they're they're essentially the the clippers of baseball they have all the (laughs) talent they have all the money they have everything put in there but for some for whatever reason they always find a way to screw it up are they also great analogy are they are they clipper fans too uh, one of them is ironically. Oh, oh man, what a rough <laughs> life. Condolences. Yeah, I know. Like when, when, like I remember when Lob City was a thing. They're like, oh man, we're gonna, we're gonna run this town. I'm like, no, you're not. You're not even gonna make it past the second round, my dude. <laughs> it's the Clippers. They'll find a way to screw it up. Yeah. Don't worry. Clipper gonna clip. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> literally just took the words out of my mouth. I was literally about to say that. Clipper gonna clip. I mean, and it's like, and it's not like, and it's not like you said. It's not like for a lack of trying. You know, they have, they have the arms there. They have, um. Pablo, they, have Pablo there. they have Todd Anderson there, like who, who pitched really well for the Dodgers last year, but yeah. just for whatever, and Reed Detmeyer, there you go. That's another one. It's another good young arm, but for whatever reason, they just, they keep, I mean, on they went to... after, they went after and got Rendon after the world series. Yeah. Uh, and they, they got, he um, got hurt. They went after and got Albert Pujols who, you know, he didn't live up to, I don't want to say he didn't live up the contract. He wasn't the same Albert Pujols, but he put up numbers and they just, they couldn't. Yep. They they, they went after the they went after the manager. Um, God, what's the Cubs manager? Joe Madden. Joe, Joe Madden. Joe Madden. They had Joe yeah, Madden the, in the dugout. His firing was weird, though. It yeah. didn't make any sense. Yeah. Um. Just for for context, right now they they entered the All Star break on a five game losing skid. 
Uh, they've lost nine of the last 10 and they fell to one game under 500. So they, um, angel's going to angel, I guess, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> to co-opt a phrase. Uh, I yeah. It's, I didn't want to throw in something real quick though. Yeah. Um, go for it. From like an earlier point that you guys were talking about how, like we haven't seen two way players in a long time. And it's true because I was talking to a buddy of mine and his grandpa, you know, was around when the Negro leagues were around. And he was like, bro, I haven't seen somebody like Otani since like, Hilton Smith was on the mound and mm. you know, Martin DeHigo, he goes, I haven't seen anybody as dominant as those two in a long, long time. So you have to go that far back to find somebody who is a generational talent as Shohei Otani. Man, my, my man over here just dropped Hilton Smith over here, huh? From the Kansas city Monarchs, baby. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, no, that, that's true. And, and I think also too, to, to the, you know, success and also detriment of the Negro League is that there were so many talented players that we as common baseball fans never got to hear or learn about. And now we're learning about them. Yep. Man, they had, honestly, if you were to stack them up against each other, the two leagues, I think, honestly, the Negro League would win a lot of games and probably win some championships if you were to go against each other. Like, that's how big their talent pool was. And we just I never do, got to I do it. think the, the game would probably be better if people weren't so fucking racist and crappy yeah. <laughs> you know because you had more two-way players you um you know there there is uh there's not a lot of african-americans playing the sport i mean there's some but yeah, it's but not, not, as, not as much it's as not as much um and i you know i think you would have a, a more exciting baseball game now because the competition would be to be a two-way athlete, you might see athletes, baseball players, not hit that 500 career homer mark or, you know, certain amount of stri 3,000 strikeouts you might not be able to see all the time. But you might see a guy get, you know, 13, 1,400 strikeouts and then hit 200, 250 home runs. You yeah. know, so I think the numbers would change. Um, but you would see, like, how many home runs is Otani going to end up with career? He's 29. You know, what's his ERA, his pitching number is going to be like when he's in his mid-30s, late-30s. You know, so we're probably not going to see him as a 500-homer guy. Yeah. You know, so his numbers as a hitter and a pitcher probably aren't going to be the same as Roger Clemens, let's say, or Randy Johnson or whoever or or whatever hitter. But that doesn't mean like it wasn't great. Um, I, I think we're going to see a lot more two-way players, but we're not going to see a whole bunch of, uh, you know, Shohei Otanis are not growing on, uh, every tree. No, definitely not. Yeah. I, I sure. think he finishes at like, let's just call it 350 and a, and a 2.91 ERA. I think that is what Shohei finishes. I know like wins for a pitcher are misleading, mm -hmm. but you can, I think he's going to be like a hundred plus wins. You know, or or 150 wins with a, a decent ERA and a thousand yeah. strikeouts and 300 homers, which is insane in modern baseball. Is insane. Yeah. But yeah, I think it, we could see things close to that, and I think we're going to see a lot more players being drafted uh, out of college and, and high school that are two way players. And I think there's going to be an emphasis on it. I mean, you know, you're gonna you're gonna see a lot more athletes. Yeah, I mean, we see yeah, we see like in other sports, uh, like basketball, like the Warriors moving to like like more so so called so called positionless basketball, you know, right. and 
and you're just trying to find athletes, you know, and and the, the best guys to play the best positions, period, just, you know, and they can move around, you know, you, you get the stretch uh, wings and stuff like that. Uh, and so that's probably where baseball might finally start to be headed, you know, 15 years after literally every other sport. Um, I mean, you know, every baseball. sport is a copy. Every sport is a copycat league, like right. where where if somebody sees success, like perfect example, when the Warriors started getting success, they, everybody and their mother tried to get a, a three point shooter on their team. Yeah. When the Lakers were in the dynasty and they had Bynum and Gasol, everybody and their mother tried to have two seven footers on their team. Right. Like every every sport is a copycat league. Totally. Um, okay, so I, I, I do want to switch gears a little bit right here. Um, we need to rip this bandit off. We didn't get to talk about it last week because we weren't here, but the perfect game um against the does A's. That, does that I mean look, a perfect game is a perfect game. But does yeah. that count when it's against the A's this year? Unfortunately, is <laughs> it, it does. does it does unfortunately count. Like, uh, could it, it be it a snapped, perfect game with an asterisk? <laughs> it, it, I mean, they, they took the asterisk off of uh, Roger Maris. So, um, if if that asterisk doesn't stay, that the one on us can't stay either. I'm sorry. Season's a season. Um, we're, yeah, we're it's, no better it sucks. Than, than the Cleveland Spiders. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they should have changed their name to. But that's another story entirely. Um, <laughs> that's that would have been a dope nickname. Oh, so so dope. Are you kidding me? guardians this is so dumb i know it's named after a bridge i don't give a shit um is it really yeah it's like it's like a bridge and like the statues on the bridge i think technically but like yeah look man oh. i thought i thought new orleans missed an opportunity when they could have renamed their team to the new orleans voodoo but you know whatever what's yeah. wrong with the pelicans it's a boring ass bird would, even though would it you, is a state bird. would you rather be a pelican or a voodoo that would do <laughs> With Mardi Gras colors as your jersey, that'd be dope. The, like when you the, the way you could announce your team. Are you kidding me? The light show you could put on pregame. Oh, oh. that'd be so sick. I'm already thinking about merchandising and restaurant. You could have a voodoo yeah. donut okay. shop and a voodoo plushie giveaway, see, bro. You see? Oh, you see? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but the A's suck. Um, <laughs> that sucked. That watching that like yeah. the, the last little bit of it, I was like, I didn't even realize it was happening. We actually. Uh, I, I know a guy, uh, Brian, uh, my buddy, Brian, he was at the game and he texted me like at the end of the eighth and he was like, I can't believe I'm here for this. And I was like, here for what? I didn't like, I wasn't watching the game or anything. Uh, and then I realized really quickly what was happening. And uh, I'm usually really good with my jinxes. Sometimes they just take like a couple innings to get going. And he he's very lucky he didn't text me in the sixth inning because I would have jinxed that fucker by the eighth, but um, he well, told me in, like not watching there. Yeah, it yeah. is a little bit my fault um, for not watching, but also I'm pissed off at him. So fuck him. Fuck John Fisher. At least. <laughs> I did. I did have the game on. So that was actually, I did watch that game. I did too. And uh, yeah, too. he was, I mean, he was dealing. They could yeah. not make any contact. Yeah. I mean, it was, it I mean, was, everything was just choppers, man. I mean, yeah, when they made was, contact, it was choppers that, that couldn't get out of the, the the infield grass let alone getting to an actual position player on the dirt <laughs> when they were playing i looked over at my girl i was like man they can't even make a solid out like, it's yeah. like, there's like no solid outs yeah i, uh, I think we that that ended a um a streak of almost 32 years without yep. a no hitter against the a's no no no, a perfect game no no hitters period like there was no no hitters against the A's in thirty two years. Wow. Oh, I thought it was just a perfect game. No, 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 no hitters. Wow. It was no nos. Like, uh, and at the beginning of the year, one of the A's fans tweeted out, "I think we're probably going to see that streak come to an end." We didn't expect it to be against 
uh, Domingo Herman, who was who got absolutely shelled in his last outing before. Um, yeah. You know, uh, it's just it, it's funny how that happens sometimes. And baseball is a uh, a, a cruel mistress uh, sometimes, man. And it's uh, right now. I don't know what um, A's fans did to uh, deserve this punishment, but here also, we are. Okay, we're hold on. By, uh, if we're, by the if we're getting gods. if we're getting crushed and it's like the se- seventh or eighth inning and no hitters on it or perfect games on us, why isn't Ruiz throwing a bunt down? Yeah, that's a good question. Come on, man. Like, anything, anything. You lead the it. league in steals. Come on. There's no, there's no rules at that point. Just get on base in any way possible. I agree, but that's not Can how you imagine it ended up working uh, have, out. Having uh, Ruiz and uh, still having Pache on the team, like, because he he looks pretty good in Cincinnati right now. I know he's not, you know, banging homers, but I mean, he's. He's hitting over 300. He's playing solid defense. Oh, I've got He's a good team. On base. I got a good team. But you what know, if you but... got like Matt Olson yeah, well, and maybe like Sean Murphy, Murphy, somebody like that? You you throw those two guys on a team, right? But then you also and, take like, and then, I don't know, and maybe then, like Matt Chapman and Marcus but, Simeon, just throw a couple of guys like that. Could you imagine you got, how many and you got Heim you as a, your backup? Maybe let's, you get a closer <laughs> like fucking, I, I don't know, maybe Liam Hendricks, a guy that just kicked cancer's ass. Maybe you get somebody like that. Could you imagine what you could do with that team? You you know, maybe throw in a couple extra pieces. What about Bassett? God, that team, yeah, Chris Bassett, <laughs> solid starter. I mean, could you imagine what a team let's, could let's do with something pa- like that? Pache is balling out because the team's winning and they're successful. It made sense why Pache was not balling out with a terrible A's team last year. Yeah. You know, why would he be motivated to come to the yard every day to collect a paycheck? Yeah. That's all you got your motivation to be on? That sucks. Uh. I don't want to come to the field. It hurts. It's rough. The whole fucking it, thing I mean, hurts. the amount of uh, former A All Stars in every single All Star game every single year for like the past thirty years. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's insane, man. We're, I we're mean, living a, a cursed life, man. Fuck. What are you gonna do, right? What are you gonna yeah. do? Yeah. Unless John Fisher was in that submarine, you know, there's no hope for us. <laughs> that's that's about Fisher. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck John Fisher. It's always fuck, fuck John, Fisher. John Fisher. It is. In fact, let, let's check my watch. Yep. It is fuck John Fisher o'clock. Dang. Um, you look at that. Yeah. Um, it, dude, like all of this, and this is obviously something that um, Sam, uh, Sam Tyler and I spoke about at the Padre game. Like he's like, you guys are like, you know, essentially Fisher's doing what, Frank McCord did with you guys. I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, Frank McCord is to blame for all of our horrible years that we had in, in you know, in LA. And I remember for years after the fact, sports uh, journalists in LA would still be like, all right, guys, we're going to play blame pie as to why, you know, the Lakers are doing terrible. You know, such and such percentage goes to management. Such and such goes to percent to the players. Uh, 2% goes to this guy and 1% goes to Frank McCourt because everything's Frank McCourt's fault. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have that. that. Guy when, too. It is, if it, if it, the A's stay and John Fisher sells, we'll have the same excuse. It would always be 10% was always John Fisher's fault. Yeah. yeah it would well, always be. Right. We've got a scapegoat, baby. That's, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I um, mean, we could use that now with the San Jose earthquakes. You know, if they're not winning, it's John Fisher's fault. Yeah, that's right. Fuck Everybody. John Fisher. um okay so i think that pretty much taps out what we need to talk about baseball so we've been on for a half an hour already so i think we need to start moving on to a couple of other sports um we're gonna just talk real quick the chris paul um the chris paul trade is official he's on the warriors he's wearing number three ouch feels gross ouch guys (laughs) daniel you're an outsider um 
Look, hey, man, he was think? almost a Laker. Chris was Paul almost was, a almost a a Laker. was almost a Laker. Was almost a Laker. You could blame Lamar Odom's hissy fit and David Stern for that one. Yeah. Um, as the outsider looking in, I have to ask, what the fuck are you guys thinking? <laughs> do, do you guys like? Did you guys get new hamstrings for him too in that trade? Like, you guys do realize you need that, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, my my thought process in this. I'll go first here. Um, okay. He's not going to start. And if he's going to start, it's because we're resting, you know, Steph and, yeah. and, and whoever we're kicking out there at point guard GP two or whatever. Right. He's clearly going to be a, a manage the second string. Right. Um, yeah, he's captaining the uh, second, uh, the second unit. His yeah. job, Chris Paul's job. Number one is to mentor the young guys and his job I know everyone's talking about Kaminga and how Kaminga is going to blossom and Kaminga is going to become this new high flying player who has a better basketball IQ uh, than what he's shown us in the past two years, because we didn't have that around him as, as much. Right. Um, I think that that is probably true, but Podzinski, that is the guy you should circle that Chris Paul is going to mentor. Podzinski is our Swiss army knife of a player. His last game, 10 points, 10 assists, Turnover ratio was only two, right? So he had two turnovers. Um, he had uh, five steals and he had, I think, like eight rebounds, one of them being an offensive rebound. That guy's a Swiss Army knife, right? That is our 19th pick that I told you guys two weeks ago. I don't know crap about him other than he went to Santa Clara University, right? I'm starting to come around to this kid and be like, okay, I get why Chris Paul maybe was a great option, knowing that they were going to try and get Pazinski at 19, right? If he learns under Chris Paul and create his own shot and then can also create a pick and roll offense, I think you're going to get something crazy good out of this number 19 pick. And that's why Chris Paul was also brought here. I just don't sort of a stopgap. Yeah. I just don't know if it was, I mean, I, and I have to ask this because I, you know, I only know right. what I know because of ESPN. Right. Could the pool Draymond Green relationship been salvaged? No, because I, I don't think so. That, so, that train left after the uh, the announcement of Draymond taking time away from the team. Um, that That's when that ship sailed. Um, I'll tell you, so I heard a great analogy of, of Draymond and Jordan Poole, right? And I've also heard this too, that, that Jordan Poole wasn't liked by Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. That's absolute bullshit. They love the kid. And I would argue that Draymond also likes Jordan Poole as a person, right? But we all have friends that we are great friends with we love them to death we do everything for them and vice versa what they would do for us but i would never want to work with them right but i don't think they would work well with me i don't think i work well with them but we go get a couple drinks and we want to talk about you know sports till the uh, till the you know the sun rises perfect i think that's a great analogy between what chris paul i'm sorry what uh, uh jordan Poole was to to the rest of the warriors uh, core in the sense right they love jordan Poole. they think he was a great guy he just after that the work ethic went out the window and they didn't want to work with him anymore and neither did he want to work with them anymore i think that's what ultimately happened with them somebody uh said on one of the social media posts that every post of jordan Poole in a washington uniform looks like it's a hostage video um he's just <laughs> like there's something in yeah. the eyes um he, he's well he when knows i was texting he, you guys when i was he, texting you guys i, I was saying like God, he looks depressed. Like he he's answering these questions, and there's no 
no emotion. It's just, I'm here and me and Kuzma, we're gonna we're gonna be good team. Dude, I was and, I was laughing at that press conference. Like, I'm like, why is Kuzma there? Yeah, it was just <laughs> like he he doesn't look very juiced for his new team. Uh, um, shout out to D Bill Dragon uh, agreeing with the comment here that right there's just some friends you just can't work with. Great friends, just can't work with them. That's my uh, brother right there, D Bo. Nice, nice. Vince, what's what's the uh, what's the comment? I can't win with him. I can't. What what is? How's it go? Uh, can't win with him. Can't do it. I won't <laughs> win us. <laughs> can't do it. Won't do it. God. Shout out Michael Singletary. That's right. Oh, that's a dark time in Niners history. <laughs> I just I just think the. I don't know, man. I obviously we're not in the locker room. We're not affiliated with these people. We're not you know journalists or anything like that. Um, for Draymond to punch him and I'm not, I don't want, I'm not defending Draymond, but for somebody to be punched, he did not get punched before that one comment, like whatever comment was said on that floor that day in that moment, wasn't just for that. Like Draymond punched him for many things. And maybe that's a lack of practice, a lack of defense, a lack of whatever i don't know um and it wasn't like when this was when this happened that the whole team was completely against draymond and when when draymond came back the, you know it wasn't really they didn't really take a side and to me that was kind of telling that if draymond was absolutely in the wrong i think people would have been like hey he was wrong that's that's messed up and nobody really came to jordan's defense and there there are reports coming out now there is conversations coming out now that there were some things with jordan pool um where yeah they like the guy good dude good player but there was some things that were personal that that they weren't getting along with i don't know what those things are these reporters weren't revealing every single detail of it and it could be the dude's out the building so now you're throwing shade at the guy who leaked the video you know that's another question who leaked the video question um you know the the warriors i i think you know over the years with you know them winning the championships they've ran a pretty tight ship but all of a sudden this one video gets out so that's suspicious um so i don't know It, it it just seems like Maybe Jordan is the scapegoat. I don't know. Um, but no matter what, he uh, sadly he was not going to win that argument against Draymond. You know, I, I will. I will say this. I mean, work ethic wise, we could see it on the court, right? He was giving up on the team. We saw that. But I will yeah. commend him in the fact that he never once threw a stink about it publicly, media wise. You know, that was never a thing that deterred him for the why he was playing the way he was right it was it wasn't even brought up in conversation maybe it was early on in the season but as the season went on i think he was professional enough to let that sure simmer on its own and i'll deal with it down the road so i'm in the mindset of like thanks for everything you contributed to in championship really appreciate you it, when you come back you know all right hey welcome you know but yeah. I I'm a fan of the Warriors and who's on the team right now. And I appreciate Jordan and what he did. I wish him the best of luck 
And now I use that this... big bag you got and uh, yeah, pack like... up your stuff and get out. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, with Chris Paul, I, I I agree with you, Tyler. That I think there's um there's some things like in the second unit that you know that fourth quarter lineup. You know, you're you're gonna minim you could potentially minimize quite a bit of mistakes even during their championship runs. You know, we've talked about this. We would pull our our hair out. It's why I'm like have a receding hairline because I would just rip it out is like some of the bad passing that the Warriors would take it. And this is with Kevin Durant, with Curry, with like Curry is sometimes like this behind the back or you know, passes yeah, Daniel, he's get, Sam got so frustrated. Off. He pulled all of his hair out. I mean, <laughs> it's That's the explanation that we're going with. Yeah. <laughs> Not the genetics. No, 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 no. <laughs> You know, so I, I do think it's a it's a trade to steady the ship and with the veteran team and, and the amount of uh, years that the, you know, Draymond Green has re-signed, the amount of years that Curry still has together, I think it kind of goes into what we said a couple of weeks ago is you're probably going to see this championship core age out together, retire together, and with Chris Paul, maybe maybe you get one year to steady the ship with him, and then it's a financial move where next year you can move off of them and do something else. So I think it was the best move that the Warriors felt like they could have made at the time. Yep. Sad was a couple weeks later, uh, we get, you know, there's some grumblings coming out of uh, Portland and uh, there may have been a shot. (laughs) They could have had Dame, could have had Dame. Can you imagine that? Um, you probably give up a lot more than Jordan Poole, but still. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the other question is, would Portland have wanted Jordan Poole? And we don't know the answer to that. So I don't know. Yeah, I like, mean, they've already got it. They've already got Scoot. So I, I don't see why they would take another point guard at that point. You know, yeah, um, I mean, Dame would have loved to have come here, but I don't know if Portland would have wanted the no, pieces that cost. we had available. And that's the other that's the other part of a trade is both sides have to agree. Like a lot of Warriors fans, they got real loud about that part of it, but I think the only way it would have worked is if the Warriors would have had to given up quite a bit, and there probably would have had to been a third team to get the that third team to get the well, uh, the players. You would have to do a third team, no matter what, for money wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, money reason it has to have salary cap. Yeah. yeah, no matter what, the Warriors don't have any money. Hell, they they don't even have an MLE, so they they can't even offer that at this point. Yeah, so. the um. Uh, that's the other thing the Chris Paul move does is um, it's close to the same money, Jordan Poole and Chris Paul, but Chris Paul only has one year, whereas Jordan Poole has four more. So yeah, that and those, really, for those that really helps that part of it. And if you don't know what an MLE is. Yeah. Mathematically, I understand why that certainly is appealing to Joe Lacob, who would love to get at least one year back under yeah. that, that level. So that way he's not getting punched for, you know, for Peter talks billions and exactly. millions. Of, yeah, exactly. So um, for, for those who don't know, an MLE is a mid-level exception. It's basically the contract step up from a veteran minimum. You can offer, you know, between, I think it's now up to seven to 12 in that range anyways. But uh, no, I think 12 is a veteran minimum. So I think it's above that. I think it's like uh, 18 to 20 in there. Right. So um, it just veteran gives you an opportunity. Two, not 12. It's like two. Okay, so then I had reverse. So two on the on the veteran, and then the mid level is about twelve million. So um, you can just offer more money, just get a little bit more better at the, the talent acquisition that you can offer at that point. So anybody else? The Warriors haven't paid? had that in like six years. Anybody else want to get paid two million just to sit on the bench? 
Hell yeah. That. I mean, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be your sucker. We, we we talk about this too as being like a backup quarterback, you know? Like, oh, that's man. the best job in the world. Everybody loves the backup quarterback too. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Your uniform's all clean. You collect a paycheck. What could go wrong? You just get to sit down on Sundays, hold a clipboard. Every now yeah. and then you throw you throw one football just to prove that you actually can do it, you know, and that's it. You know, just one practice, throw like two footballs, and then you money, please. <laughs> God. Well, so we were talking about veteran minimums. The Warriors signed a player for the veteran minimum. Who do we get, Dar- Vincy? Dar- Dario Saric um, coming uh, from Phoenix. Chris Paul uh, apparently also said, yeah, go and get that guy. That guy's good in the locker room or something. So I think he um, was in uh, – I don't think he was in Phoenix. He played in Phoenix, but I think he got Well, he played in Phoenix so. with Chris Paul at one point. Yeah, correct, correct. So that was – I don't, I don't know where he was last oh, year. Oh, he was an OKC. He was, a, he was, he was OKC. He was an oh, OKC. Yeah. Last year, he was with OKC. Yeah, yeah. but the year right. before was in Phoenix. Yeah, that's what I was trying to so, say. So the, so Words, the Warriors Vince. have one more roster spot open. And I, and I, and I want to bring Daniel on this because I'm curious as to what he thinks too. So there's talks about Bismack Biombo, which I think is the coolest name in NBA. Sucks that he's just not the greatest player. <laughs> <laughs> but there's talks about uh, either the Warriors picking him up or the Lakers picking him up. So before we digress into our Laker hole, Daniel, would you like to have Bismack Biombo or would you like to have Bol Because those two names have been flirted with the Lakers. The thing about Bol man, the thing about when you have somebody that's that tall, how long are you going to be? Are you going to be up going up and down the court? Yeah, like that's sure. that's always my concern, and that's my concern with Wembyama too. Like you're seven foot five, seven foot six. It's like how long before that wear and tear really starts catching up to you? So yeah. me, per- me I think about Yao. Yeah, you think about Yao Ming. Perfect example. Mm-hmm. Um, even Shaq, dude. Like he, he used to always have problems with his toes. Mm-hmm. Um, me personally, though, I would like Bismack Biombo just because I want that big presence. You know what I mean? Like that big guy in the paint. Because I am kind of old school in that way. I do like the whole like two bigs mentality. I feel like that's a lost art in this game. But you know. The other name that was thrown out there for the Lakers was Christian Wood. So I I, I honestly yep. don't know. Christian Wood would be great, but he's going to stretch your floor. So yeah. I Christian Wood, I think, could be a great rebounder. But I really think that Christian Wood is a um, a Walmart version of, of AD in, in that sense of, like, he's still a great talent player. What's wrong with but, Walmart? But you're, you're basically <laughs> <Everything>. getting <laughs> – you're basically getting – you know, the same player to Anthony Davis I mean, that you would with Christian Wood. My, my thing is, though, if you wanted to go after somebody who's a stretch four, you guys should have done it in the fucking draft. Jaime sure. Jaquez was right there before yeah. you decided to pick up the kid from Alabama. Jaquez lit it up the first summer league game, and I know what he did at UCLA. You yeah. want a stretch four that can actually, like, go after the ball and rebound, too? Jaime Jaquez was right there. I agree. But they're not going with the stretch four because AD plays basically of stretch four for them. So I, I think AD doesn't, I don't think AD should be th- shooting threes, but that's just me. <laughs> I agree. I think AD is, but I is thought he was suited. your favorite player. Definitely not my favorite player, man. <laughs> There's a reason why I call him Mr. Glass, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, because of all the rebounds he gets, right? Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll go with that one. <laughs> Are now, you are you a are you a lone wolf when it comes to your opinions of AD? No, actually, a few. I I know a few people who are like, bro. Honestly, I wonder 
could we move AD for something? And I'm like, not now. Uh-uh. Not for not for, like with all his injury history, not not anymore. We were the only team yeah. stupid enough. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was excited when AD became a Laker because I'm like, all right, cool, fine. Somebody that can take the pressure off of LeBron's shoulders because that right. was the big problem when LeBron first landed here. They decided yeah. to surround him with, you know, people that can handle the ball. And I'm like, why? We we need scorers. We need shooters. Like that's LeBron's whole mo. He needs shooters around him. So when when that move happened, I was like, okay. I get it. But now I'm just like, bro, you you owe Genie bust some money, man. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a trade idea and you and you tell me what you think, okay? Okay. Chet Holgram is going to play for OKC this year. I know he tours ACO in like a summer practice last year. He's going to play this year. Let's say at the end of this season, LeBron walks because he's gonna go play wherever his son goes plays, right? Which is probably gonna be the the um Atlanta Hawks. I think they're gonna get the worst record in the NBA and probably get the first pick. I think it could also be the Hornets or Washington Wizards too, but I digress. Um, I also so what I think is that AD's got what two more years left on this contract deal? I believe so. Okay, let's ship him to OKC, who has fourteen first round draft picks. Let's just say you take four or five of them first round draft picks, and I don't know, you take um. I can't remember his name, but he's got that weird haircut where it's like shave, but then it's like bunched up hair in the back, right? He's like a power forward center. He's, he's a mix. I'll have to get his name here for you. Would you trade AD? Mostly you're trading AD for draft picks. Would you trade it for like four or five first round picks? For Would like you the trade next it like for five some draft picks and weird haircut guy? Yeah. So. <laughs> Would you do it? I mean, you move him off your books, right? Mm-hmm, you clear mm-hmm, cap mm-hmm. space. LeBron is getting off your cap space book. Mm-hmm, Austin mm-hmm. Reeves is your most expensive player. Right. Mm, After that. No, I think it'd be Rui actually. Cause Rui signed a big contract. Okay. Oh, so okay. Rui signed. Yeah. Okay. So Rui. Okay. So you got a, a, a small forward and you've got a, a shooting guard. I, I think Reeves is a point guard, but I'm going to call him a shooting guard. Cause that's how he plays. He plays like a shooting guard. Yeah. So you alleviate all that. You got draft picks. You could move that draft pick capital for other players. Would you do that trade for like four or five first round picks for like the next like four or five years? Hmm. hmm. The answer is going to be hell no, because I don't trust my front office to make the right move. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love, I love Palinka. Palinka, what he did this off season. You mean Rob Lowe? Yeah. I love Rob Lowe. <laughs> Rob Lowe. What Rob Lowe did this off season. Chef's kiss. I mean, Oh yeah. yeah, beautiful. You know, yeah, get... those midseason deals, man, they really reworked that team, made them. Dude, yeah. not e- not even just that. The the offseason deals that he's made right now are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the question as to whether or not he can draft, and that's my biggest concern. Um, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a UCLA fan. I do feel like we we missed a beat by not going after Hawkes. Um, so that's like the only unproven ground we have but i mean i can't blame him because any team that lebron lands on their draft capital just disappears exactly so that's like my only my only question mark are you going to move those picks or are you going to use them to draft for the future because if we're going to draft for the future well then fuck here comes another like five-year rebuild to to follow my point here i'm not my point my my person i couldn't remember kendrick williams is his name yeah definitely not kendrick williams (laughs) hey you get a small forward (laughs) <laughs> who can stretch the floor. he can shoot threes although All his right. average is is minus 10 for his career in his two stop years stop selling stop selling <laughs> um, he ain't buying. 
He ain't buying. Stop selling. Um, so the NBA has officially approved the in-season tournament. We'll just go over this real quick. It's going to be played on Tuesdays and Fridays in November um, with an eight-team knockout stage after the uh, uh, after the pool play uh, comes in with the championship on championship on December 9th. Winners are going to get 500k. Um, I, I don't know. I kind of I I need to see how it who works gets five hundred k the players uh, the play yeah e- each player will get five hundred thousand I think that's not incentive no. enough. Oh yeah, I, I I'm I'm skeptical. We'll see how it works. I'm I I'm not really into it though at the moment. I mean we'll we'll see if I'm wrong. If I'm if I'm wrong I'm wrong. But I just I, I I'm not that hyped. I, I get to trying to drum up some interest earlier in the season. Um, because really in the NBA, the playoffs are the only thing that really matters. But I just I I find myself it's it's going to be a care. it's going to be a huge hit just because it's going to be sold out. It's it's in Las Vegas, right? Isn't it in Las Vegas? It's in it's in Vegas. Yeah. So I think it's just it's going to be a huge hit just because it's going to be sold out like summer league. Well, the championship it, is uh, the championship is going to be in Vegas. Not right. like, yeah, not, not the, the entire cool tournament. Play. Not the pool play. So, but I mean, what does it do for the winner? Other than money, what does it do? It adds more wear and tear to your stars for when you need them. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, if you're if you're the Lakers or the Warriors or whatever team and you're in first place, like, do you on. want Curry and LeBron and, and AD playing in this? Like, it'd be different if, I th- I think the inspiration comes from something like the Champions League, where you have you know the Premier League, you have La Liga, you have you know all these big soccer turn um leagues in Europe, and then right. they they all meet and mesh together into one super tournament for the Champions the League. UEFA, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you can't you you don't, we don't have that with the NBA. What are we gonna do? Have the NBA compete with the Canadian Professional League and the Mexican Professional League and the Lithuanian Professional League? I mean. NBA is yeah. going to win every single year. It just yeah, seems think, kind of pointless yeah, to, me that's, to that's have my, this mid-season tournament with the same teams who are already competing for a finals championship. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like it just seems I, you know redundant. what? Honestly, I could see, you know, teams that like 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 the Warriors that are, you know, like uh some of the veteran stars are a little bit longer in the tooth, like Warriors, Lakers. I could see them maybe not giving their best effort, you know, maybe holding Steph back. For, you know, playing only like 30 minutes in those games or something like, well, these, know, something these... like that, just to because it's extra games, extra wear and tear on these stars. And I, I don't know. Exactly. We'll see. Did these games account for regular season stats still, right? Like not regular season stats, but like regular season, you know, win losses, uh, it's, right? It's, it's like its own category from my yeah, understanding, it's own right? Thing. Mm-hmm. Right. There, oh, there are going, there the are going Warriors to be... and the Spurs are going to sit all their players. That's just their so are, MO. So are the Lakers. Like, it yeah. doesn't, it doesn't, look, like, hey, look, if you really want to generate an in game tournament, this is how you do it. You do it at the end of the season. Okay. You get the. Sure, that's about the playoffs. No, no, no. Okay. Yes. Smart ass. But those are for the teams <laughs> that are winning. This. And this solves this also solves the problem of tanking. You get all the worst teams in each conference. You have them play in a tournament. Whoever wins that tournament wins the number one overall pick. I agree with you only on one thing that why it won't work. 
because it doesn't make money. No one's going to watch the worst teams play while the best teams are playing. That's the I think only that problem sense. with it. That makes sense from a fan perspective, but if you're a player and you win, you're basically winning to possibly draft your replacement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That too. You know, you know, like if you're Dame Lillard, it, I won the tournament, and then here comes rookie guy to push you out. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it, it basically should be a contract given to every single player on an active roster and can be on the roster for what would be a playoff, right? So if you were a two-way guy, you cannot be on a playoff roster, correct? So it should be from the NBA, and it says, I will cut everyone who wins this tournament a million dollars. And I will also cut a check for everyone who wins the NBA playoffs a million dollars on top of it, right? So everyone gets an incentive to want to either win or lose, but you at least get to win some money. But it should be from the NBA, not from the team's salary. It should be straight from the NBA. Here's $2 million, you know, delegated over between 12 players, right? So 12, $24 million, right? but they have to be eligible for a playoff roster. It cannot be a two-way player who's on your team and it would not be a playoff eligible player, right? Shell out 24 millions. You're worth what? 17 billion. You can't afford $24 million. Come on. Pretty now. sure they can. And the, and the, how much money the NBA makes itself, like they, they yeah. can afford it. Let's be honest. I think that would be your incentive, right? Yeah. Maybe I'm drafting my replacement, but I, I, I got a million dollars. Not, Tax-free. not, not, any of the of the major leagues, uh, sports leagues are are losing money. So they, I mean, they got money hand over fist. Um, yes, it just seem it just seems like it very clearly that they're they're trying to copy you know European football and trying to adapt that here, but there's not really competition for it. You know, mm-hmm. where European football leagues. You have all of these teams in in neighborhood regions, you know, where they're, they're just they're there, and they're all part of different leagues, yep. and you don't have that here, so it's a redundant tournament. Uh, tournament, like I mean, the, the MLS just did it with La Liga Mexicana. You know, they had the Concacaf Championship where they had the Mexican League, MLS, uh, the Argentinian League, and I believe one other league. It might have been the. Uh, Venezuelan? It might have no. I think it might have been the Canadian league. I might be wrong though. I could I could mm. definitely be wrong. Um, but I know for a fact it was definitely the Mexican league and and the MLS. They competed in a you know club championships of champions. It was right here in LA. It was uh, Leon versus LAFC. Like that it, there, it makes sense because it makes more sense because yeah, there's more leagues. Yeah, there's international there. interest, and like you said, there are more leagues. But because the NBA is, it's not necessarily this niche league because, you know, basketball does go overseas because if it wasn't, we wouldn't have international players, but it, it's not at the same level as, as the NBA. Yeah. I mean, like players playing in, you know, France and whatnot, they may be talented, but they're not the same talent as NBA players. Exactly. There's a reason why you play in the NBA. Right. It's different with soccer because sometimes England has the best league. Sometimes it's Italy. Sometimes it's Germany. Sometimes uh, Spain. But sometimes Spain. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the argument over who's the best league, it kind of works over there because they kind of play each other as well, too, in the Champions League. Over here with the NBA, it, everybody knows, like, it's NBA is top tier and everybody's trying to get to the NBA. 
Uh, whereas, you know, soccer players in America, they're trying to get to Europe in general. Well, I think, you know, I whichever league see, it ends up they, being. They see the Euro- European Football League. They see that model. Baseball, the, the WBC, we saw this last year, finally take for it, take root in American audiences. There was a I'll step. Say. There yeah. was definitely North a step. American audiences. Um, but you see that the the international teams, they've been into it. You know, Japan, uh, China, Korea, Mexico, all the Latin American teams, um, you know, they have all bought into the WBC from from jump. Yep. The North America was late. The United States is late to the party, to their own party. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, I think it makes more sense when baseball is trying to grow internationally and the NBA has done a lot of things internationally, but you don't, other than the Olympics and the NBA, there's not really international competition. So yeah, like, what's the point of this? What do you get out of this other than rewarding players with more money? Like it's, I don't know. Like, yeah. like the only- <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll put a pin in it. Um, but, but yeah. speaking of players with more money, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Rally so let's up. just let's just rip through these real quick. Uh, Harrison Barnes is staying in Sacramento, three years, fifty-four million. Um, okay, cool, good for him. Um, enjoy being the fourth guy uh, again on your <laughs> on your team. That's great. That's I don't that's, know. Murray's looking pretty good, so he might be a fifth guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll see. Uh, Draymond Green staying with the Warriors, four years, a hundred million, including a player option. Uh, Bruce Brown uh, leaving Denver, going to Indianapolis or to Indiana. Indiana. Me, two, uh, two years, forty-five million. That one hurt. I wanted him yeah. in, in a Laker uniform. I wanted that one. Yeah, um, Denver's getting raided. Like a lot of their players are getting. Uh, it's going to be tough to repeat uh, for them because a lot of those players that were on expiring contracts, they're gone. Uh, Kyle Kuzma staying with Washington. We mentioned that before. Four years for one hundred two. Kristaps uh, Porzingis was traded and then signed an extension with Boston, two years and sixty million. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Um, Good luck. we'll see what happens there. Trey Lyles, Trey Lyles is staying in sack as well. Um, I didn't have the money written down on that one. Cause I forgot. He made $0 uh, off of zero years. That's right. Uh, Vucevic resigns with Chicago three years, 60 million. Uh, okay. Kyrie Irving is staying in Dallas. All oh, that shit show. Uh, three years, 126 million. Um, Over, overpaid. Ooh overpaid indeed jeremy grant returns to portland five years 160 million pretty chunk of change there um chris middleton returning to milwaukee three years 102 um those are the ones that i had written down obviously other uh signings have happened since i wrote this uh but yeah that's that that was the that was the big burst on free agent uh, day when when everybody started signing everywhere so uh anything stand out uh other than that other than what we've already talked about guys yeah, I mean, Jeremy Grant, I think, is a great pickup for him. I think he played great in Portland. Um, obviously, you're going to play better when you're not in Detroit. So I think that was a great pickup. Uh, Chris Middleton, I think, was also a great pickup if he could stay healthy. Um, I really wanted the Warriors to either get Jeremy Grant or Chris Middleton if it was even at all possible, which it probably wasn't. But yeah. those are two guys that I circled and I've talked the, about quite a bit. The money was never going to work. That would have had to be in a trade. Uh, yeah, it's not a trade. But... Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, th- those that's your uh, NBA basketball news. Okay. <laughs> I felt like it needed something, a little jazz hands or something. I don't know. Um, just real quick, I just wanted to talk about the first round of the NHL draft. The, the Sharks ended up selecting Will Smith. Um, 
He's not going to Miami. He's going to the San Jose. There we go. He's also going back to school. That's right. He's also going back <laughs> to school. Um, so they'll probably see him in three years, four years when he signs his entry level contract. And uh, do you like that, Sam? So- do you like that as a hockey player? You can get drafted and go back to college and still retain your rights for being drafted. Good for him. I yeah. think that's a good thing. Yeah, I do too. I would wish. I would wish baseball would do that too. In all honesty, yeah, because I think baseball yeah. still has a thing. If you, you you could get drafted out of high school, but if you say no, then you have to play three years of that college. That's correct. Ball, right? That is correct. Yeah, I and would like I don't to like get it. drafted in college and be like, I'm going to finish my fourth year and get my degree, and you retain on all my rights, right? I don't know. Can you still do that? I know Murray went to play NFL, and the I A's believe the A's will rights. still own his rights because yeah, signed- unless they trade him. But Unless but in college, right, you could decline and go back to school, but that means you're eligible to be redrafted again. Yeah. Right? The team doesn't mm-hmm. own your rights. Yeah, you have to sign that contract. Um, if you don't sign, you can get drafted all you want, but if you don't sign the contract, you can I you just re enter the draft. Similar to where you can't sign like an agent, you know, like if you yeah. sign mm-hmm. an agent, then you're 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 waiving your amateur years or whatever yeah. that is. So there's also something to do with that too. Because you hear in the NFL too, sometimes guys don't sign agents until the last possible second because yeah. they don't know if they're going to get drafted as a junior or or something like that. Right, or if or maybe they think they can get go from a you know fifth round pick as a junior to like maybe a second exactly. round pick and get yeah. more money that way. Exactly. Um, uh, Daniel, I see that Kings hat on your head. Uh, what do you think about what the Kings did in the uh, draft? I'm a terrible Kings fan. I don't even know who the hell we drafted. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. That's all right. I didn't mean to call you out like that. But, you know, I saw, I, I, I saw the hat. thought I'd ask, you know. Um, there, there's, uh, for me, like, uh, you know, a Sharks fan versus the Kings. Like, it's it, it's like, I, I hate the Kings, but I respectfully hate the Kings. You know what I mean? Like, there's that mutual respect and, like, you know, like we've had that rivalry back in the early 2010s and stuff. Is it, and, it's the same mutual respect you have for the Ducks. Um, yeah, yeah, the Anaheim Fucks. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Uh, but but when I look at like the Las Vegas Golden Knights, uh, I I don't respect them and I hate them. So uh, okay. so it, it's a little bit different, you know. To, I, to I, fair, how though, do you feel we, about that? We we agreed on uh, our mutual hate for the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, that's and right. their and I'm sorry, and their fan base. Mm, yeah the fan base is really the reason why i hate them more um but yeah uh so yeah it's really trying to drive a wedge between us and las Ve- and the las vegas you know our podcast in las vegas um they're they, they already took the football team uh they're about to they're trying like hell to take the baseball team it's probably more likely than not going to happen uh but it's not official yet but we've ranted about that dude come um, to think of it i don't think we had a first round pick because i think we traded we a, didn't. our, our you had a second round pick yeah, we traded right. our pick for Dubois. That's right. Right, right. That's right. Hey, That's who right. you picked up was uh, Jacob Devork, who is uh, 18 years old. So you won't see him for the next like three, four years, if yeah. even at all. Uh, he's a lefty defensive man. Um, he's to me, he's kind of a ho hum. Uh, he came freaking, out of high school, dude. That's Rob right. and his freaking defenseman. I swear to God, <laughs> <laughs> he knows what he likes, man. <laughs> well, he he drafts what he played, bro. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, Christ, Rob. We have other needs. We need scorers, my guy. <laughs> no, more defensemen. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. Okay, so um, so there's your hockey update. Ciao. Okay. Uh, moving on to soccer, we did have a Gold Cup game, and that actually concluded yesterday. USA win against Canada. 
three two in penalties. It was two two. What a hell uh, of a in game, extra man. time. That was an insane game. That was a good uh, game. It was so good, uh, especially those last 15 minutes of extra time. My God, um, just the defensive breakdown by the Americans and uh, and and then to come r- back right at the end and get the uh, tying goal uh, off of an own goal. The dude made the save, but he saved it right into the uh, the Canadian defender bounced in. Um, you know what? Uh, yeah, okay, just I say what you want about Matt Turner, right? He's mm-hmm. playing, uh, I think in. Barcelona, I don't know, Milan, one of those teams, right? He's obviously not starting, right? He's like second string, sometimes a third string. Arsenal. But God, man, he is clutch. Arsenal. He's an Arsenal. Arsenal. Okay, thank you. So he is clutch when it comes to these penalty kicks. I think he stopped 11 in, in, in his career so far. He stopped two last night, so we'll put him at 13 now. Um, he almost stopped the last one, but, you know, he got lucky with the crossbar yeah. there. So, yeah. you know, he doesn't get credited for it, but still. I also appreciate that he was like, I'm not getting any playtime with Arsenal, so I'll just stay with the USA team. While well, all I mean, the other- it's, it's the offseason right now anyway, technically, for True. basically every league. Um, that's, that's another thing about MLS is um, it, it, until they actually get on the same schedule as every other league, it, they're going to be looked down as a lower tier league. And, and, and that's that's the truth uh, at some point. I, but it's, I will tell you in two weeks, I'm about to watch Lionel Messi play for Miami. Well, yeah, uh, it's, it's a retirement league. <laughs> it is a retirement yes. league. Just as David Beckham. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or or Ruiz or Zlatan. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Or no, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. No, I mean, but the thing is, yeah, you may be playing a backup at Arsenal, but you're still playing against cream of the crop competition. You're still practicing yeah. with cream of the crop players. That's why the goal is to ship players to Europe because that's where all the talent is. Yeah. That's why. That's why Mexico struggles. Like our young squad is always really, really good. But for whatever reason, the senior team always sucks. And it's because they always send their young players to Europe way too late. What is mm-hmm. your thought about that? Um, the, the, the last cup here with, with USA and Mexico, the one that ended early because they couldn't stop saying a, a certain word. I'm not going to say on here. It's. Well, How do you feel about, about the Mexico? Stadium. Yeah. How do you feel? Uh, I, I I hate the fact that it's a part of our culture. Yeah. It's, you know, as, as you guys know, I'm Mexican first generation. So, you know, a lot, a lot of my, one of the sides of the family are very misogynistic and yeah. they still do the same chat. And it's like, dude, you're like, y'all need to wake up and realize that we're not in the 1920s anymore. That shit's <laughs> not okay anymore, bro. Yeah. And it does piss me off. And it pisses me off more because they do it when they're upset. So it's like, you know, it's a, it's a hateful word. So you choose to use it at a hateful time because you feel like that's the right way to demean the men's soccer team who outclassed us the last six fucking matchups that we've had against them. Sure. And and you got your own fans stabbing each other too. That too. Like, what are we doing guys? I mean, th- this is the this is the thing that I love and I hate about about football about soccer. Soccer is the sport that stopped the war because the World Cup was about to, was, was about to go on. It, the war paused for a couple months and then everyone went back to fighting. This is the type of sport that unifies people and but also creates vitriol because of you know for whatever for whatever stupid ass reason. And in our case, it's because. You know, the U.S. has finally caught up to Mexico and Mexico fans don't like it. So in in an attempt to explain it away, 
they use a word that they shouldn't be using plain and simple i don't use it in, i don't use it yeah Right. Do you think that explains why there's some players on Team USA that could have easily played for Team Mexico? No, it's because it's because of the, it's because of the stupid politics. Everything mm-hmm. in Mexican soccer is politics. It's like, you know, do I really want to sit behind a freaking aging 36 year old because the you know the the um the manager is not going to let me play because of some stupid sense of loyalty, or would I rather? you know, use my American citizenship and play on a squad where I know I'm actually get to playing time, maybe get some exposure and actually play for a club that wants me. I'd rather play for Team USA at that point. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, who was the previous head coach that just got fired? Um, um, it was uh, Diego Coca. Thank you. So him being fired now, do you think Mexico brings in a coach that's going to change that culture? You think Mexico is going to bring in the same type of coach just with a different name? I mean, Jaime Lozano has been doing such a good job with this team that I think that he might, they might just keep him. Yeah. We feel Um, the same way. We we would love to have our assistant, our current head coach who is going to back to being an assistant to be our head coach. But yeah, yeah. I mean, if I'm, I think it ultimately depends on what happens this gold cup. If it's Mexico USA in the final, which I think it is, um and mexico ends up winning i think losano keeps his job if they if they don't he could very well they could very well find his replacement and they could just be like well he was just the interim coach so yeah well good good dynamic man i I love that this is a great conversation too yeah yeah we could definitely bring up more soccer uh especially uh bring you on for this too because it's a great retrospect that we don't get to get to have a lot of the time especially with somebody who now roots for another uh national team of you know other cultures too so yeah uh, appreciate people find, that people find it weird they're like wait you were born in the u.s but you root for mexico and i'm like yeah duh yeah i've got a friend that uh that was born in in the u.s but he roots for for mexico too although he's told me you know since the last match that he roots for usa and then mexico now so <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of uh, uh of uh team usa by the way we also had um our left winger for the earthquakes Cade Cowell, uh, he he actually scored one of those goals uh, in the uh, in penalties uh, as well, and he's been playing pretty well in this in this gold club, gold cup. So he's yeah. getting some exposure. He's a teenager um, still, so he's real young. He's got a chance to really uh, make some noise, and then who knows, maybe find himself in Europe in a couple of years. Uh, so I mean, since he's there. not not with the team, how are the earthquakes doing right now? Um, they they they've drawn their last two games. Uh, they're Seven wins, eight draws, seven losses, 29 points. They're in seventh, but that's because of tiebreakers. They're technically tied for fifth in the Western Conference. So they've okay. fallen back a little bit. Um, top nine make the playoffs for those who may have forgotten. Uh, they expanded the playoffs this year. So that's still interesting. They're still right in the thick of it. Um, uh, the next game, uh, the, the entire league is basically playing on Wednesday. And then they're taking an extended break for about a month. Uh, we got the all-star game. Uh, the following Wednesday on the 19th. And then after that, um, a lot of players are uh, playing club games and stuff like, I mean, uh, uh, national league games and touring and stuff like that. So there's, there's just, uh, they're basically taking a, a a break for a few weeks and then they'll be back in August. Uh, So, so uh, MLS is about to go on a little break and they can, uh, the quakes can sit down and figure it out and maybe, uh, you know, get a couple wins and get themselves, locked into a good playoff spot uh, maybe even host a home host uh, the uh the the first leg of a playoff series who knows you know i'd, I'd love to see it after being a dumpster fire for so long man 
to the MLS yeah. needs to fix their timing. Seriously. They, they really do. This is, really this is bullshit is what it is. They really should. They need, if they're going to be taken seriously, they have to switch their schedule to match the rest of the, the world. Basically mm-hmm. like everybody else um, is, is playing. What's the argument August. to keep it? Like why, what's the argument that I MLS. Think, uses? Uh, they started this way because in 96 there, it was a brand, it was, you know, a brand new league and they wanted to make sure they get as many people out there as possible Less people are going to show up if it's raining um, mm. in December and January in, you know, or snowing or whatever in like, you know, the northern and eastern cities. So they wanted to try to just get as many people there as possible. The league is almost 30 years old now at this point. That's no longer an excuse. Um, the league is established. They're, they're going to be at 32 teams shortly. I mean, San Diego is going to be the 30th team, I think, uh, next year. So there's there's no excuse at this point. They they they're they're here they're not going anywhere at this point uh they need to switch their schedule to match the rest of the world basically because it's it's just dumb it's just dumb it really is but you knew that was gonna happen (laughs) (laughs) okay so there's your soccer rant okay we gotta Uh, give vince a soundboard that's right i need a soundboard definitely Um, yeah. Uh, so Tyler, you put in something here for the yeah. NFL. We we haven't talked football in a while. Um, you know, and, and I apologize, guys. I know you guys are Raiders quick, yeah. fans here. Unfortunately, I could not find where the Raiders were. Um, we were number almost. eleven. We sure 11? you were. Okay. Sure you were. Sure. For, for what? He's the Lions were sheet. seventeen. So a sheet here. So uh, Mike Clay and Seth Walter from ESPN oh, uh, more recently last week did their NFL roster rankings. Okay. I've only got the top 10. I can tell you the Lions are 17. I don't know where the Raiders are. Maybe you can find that out in the middle of me saying this list here for me, guys. But going from the top 10, or from 1 to 10 here, the top-ranked NFL rosters, again, start from 10. Mike Clay and start South 10. You want, we want to start at 10? Yeah. Okay. Number 10 is the Jets. Number 9 is the Browns. Number 8, the 49ers. Number 7 the Chargers, number six, the Cowboys, number five, the Bengals, number four, the Dolphins, number three, the Bills, and at number one, the Chiefs. So you put the Eagles, you forgot to mention your team. No, I didn't. I said number two, the Eagles. Did you? Yeah. Uh, I, missed it. I wasn't paying attention. That's wait, cool. That's cool. Is, you're just building into this rivalry that we're gonna have. You wait, know? Wait, so this wait, is this, this list is it's just dumb. This <laughs> list is top ranked NFL rosters, offense and defense. Correct as so a the, whole. I want to make sure that that, that is noted as a whole. Right. So I don't know where the Raiders are. If you guys can find that in the middle of me saying this, I'm, I'm gonna gap that. time this by saying, Vince, do you feel the 49ers are an eight? No, they're way higher than that. They're they're top five. Um, that defense is absolutely loaded. Um, they got yeah, that's right. I said it. <laughs> no, I was I was reacting to my to my. Oh, where okay. do they got the Raiders at? Twenty first. Yeah. Oh, that's about right. That feels about right. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it's... you don't even have a quarterback at this time yet, but we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get. I there. mean, honestly, like I I, I look at the Niners roster this is super bowl time at this point they're built to win the super bowl at this point you have top flight players at wide receiver at tight end at running back christian mccaffrey 
Um, you got you got a quarterback. Quarterbacks are not eating up into your salary cap right now. So if you can get good enough quarterback play, you're spending money on all the other positions for this year and next year. The Niners need to win a Super Bowl in the next two years. Otherwise, it's probably going to have to get blown up again because you're going to have to either pay a quarterback or start over and draft somebody new because we don't know at this point. Uh, it, it's looking like Trey Lance is having problems getting past a uh, uh, fucking um, what's his name? The the, the guy that he just signed, Darnold, Dar- Sam Darnold. God Sam Darnold. Damn. Okay. Yeah, he's having it, it, the reports where he's having trouble getting past him on the depth chart, and if that's the case, then that's a wasted pick, you know. So I'm I'm not yeah. counting that. And then the, it sounds like Brock Purdy's probably going to be ready for opening day, but if he's not. Uh, maybe it ends up being a tandem with Dalton Darnold. Sweet Dick Darnold. I hate. I, 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 Sweet I, I Dick Darnold. So the ginger rifle. Uh, yeah, I, I've completely blocked him out, and then he ends up on the fucking Niners. So great, cool. No, awesome. no, no. Gin, ginger rifle is uh, Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. The red rifle. Sweet. So, uh, Darnold is Darnold is Darnold is sweet dick Darnold. Darnold um, so, is uh, Darnold just sees ghosts. That's, in, that's, in my that's in my opinion, I agree with you, Vince. And as an Eagles fan, I should be honest that it does pain me a little bit to be honest or to be fair with a 49ers fan at this time. But mm-hmm. uh, I agree. I think I think it's Kansas City. You got to give them number one, even though I think the Eagles defense is probably better. But they're the world champs, so the I got to give Kansas Bulldogs? City. Yeah, yeah and Georgia Bulldogs of, of the Eagles. Um, but I agree. I think Kansas City will be number one. I think Eagles are number two. Um, I do think that the Bills are number three over the 49ers. And the reason why I think that is because you got a quarterback in the Savage one. Yeah. One that's no, no, not that's really fair. injured. I, I, but I, yeah, do, but I think where it, where it becomes a little bit of a gray line as a whole team, I think uh, 49ers are A and Bengals are, uh, f- uh, you know, 5 or 4B, right? I think you guys are probably on par as far as a team stat. I don't yeah, think no, if, if we're putting it in tiers, you know, like KC and then Eagles and Bills in the next tier, and then you talk like the third the, the third tier, like starting at number four, I think it's Niners, Dolphins, Bengals uh, in that tier, and Chargers maybe in that tier as well. I don't think the yeah. Cowboys are nearly as good. The Cowboys don't I, belong at number six. I, I, the only reason why I put the Bengals above the Dolphins and and maybe above the 49ers is because of a QB situation. Your QB oh, no, no, is no, healthier totally. than, the, than the Dolphins QB. Oh, I don't even know no, if the I, Dolphins QB can last the whole season. I, I'm not even saying like that's the exact order I would have them in. I'm just saying like if I'm, you know, if you're going to give me like, you know, four teams to look at, you know, below that are just right there, but not quite at the same level as Kansas City, Philly, and, uh, and, and Buffalo, I think that the 49ers, the Bengals, the Dolphins, the Chargers, those are the teams that I would put in that tier. Yeah. And, um, Am I the and only obviously one? They, yeah. That thinks the Dolphins are overrated. No, the Dolphins are way overrated. Thank you. Okay. Number way overrated. Four, the number four. Yeah, that on their list. I will tell you. I will tell you this: you the Dolphins' defense, the Dolphins' defense last year carried that team because they didn't have an offensive quarterback to be stable on offense. You that defense carried that team. You mean a quarterback who consistently underthrows his fastest receivers on the field? Hey, hey, is he underthrowing or does he see seven wide receivers when there's only three? And out he's there? just choosing the one. He's choosing the wrong one. Choosing you know? the one in the middle. Yeah. Wait, are, we, yeah. Are, we, are we talking about Tua? Or are we talking about the Tua. Uh, yeah Tua? Because he's concussed. Yeah. Yeah. Is he seeing seven of them or is there actually three out there? You never know. So the defense, 
I think carry the Dolphins. Their defense is legit. I think it's a legit ass defense. Um, I have question marks on offense because you may have the cheetah, you know, you may have the waddle. Why do they have two animals? They got a cheetah and a penguin. Anyways, um, but you don't you don't know what your quarterback's gonna be like from week to week. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I that's where I kind of notched the, the dolphins down a bit, but I do think that their defense is real. Even if you guys think they're overrated, I think they have a good legit. Good they're defense. not number four. No, I don't no, think they're, they're, number, they're four. number four. I think they're, they're not, number six in that range. I, I think they're, I would go, they're definitely worth. I think I have, I would I go I case, in the seven. I think range. the top three is kind of where I would lean. I think 49ers are number four. I would put the Bengals at number five. Um, Cowboys, I probably put lower. The Dolphins, I put lower. Um, Chargers, I would put ahead of the Cowboys. Oh, absolutely. I don't, I don't know where I would put the Chargers. I don't think I would put them at six, but I wouldn't for sure. I wouldn't put them at seven. I don't think their defense is good enough to to be higher. That's that's my thing. Like, I mean, defense would, can win you a championship. You, man. you you would think with Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, like that obviously that automatically puts you in that tier. But they didn't, their defense really didn't make that much noise last year, and it's just because they just couldn't get any pressure. I mean, yeah. the Browns are there because of the quarterback. I mean, they have a good roster, but they're 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 lifted because they're gonna have uh uh Deshaun, what's his name? Uh, Voldemort Deshaun Voldemort uh, creepy <laughs> creepy guy. Um we can't say his name know, for for a whole season. <laughs> he who must not be named, yeah. So but you guys would agree that the Raiders being at twenty one is probably fair. I mean you guys don't have a quarterback right now. He can't even pass his physical at this time. Uh, I mean I guess it's fair only in the sense of like you gotta prove it. They but I mean, the same roster made it to the playoffs with Rich Passaccia. <laughs> the same roster that they they went in with last season essentially made it to the playoffs. Yeah, and almost. I mean, they lost to the to the Bengals, but they were in that game. They I were think. in that game with an interim coach, and then the, and then McDaniel says, "No, no, 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 we can't win with this roster." I'm I'm just gonna interrupt you real quick. Just stunk. Mike, Mike Barker says, "I hope the Raiders are last. I hate them more than I hate John Fisher." And Mike eh. Mike used to be a Raider fan, but he's you know he's very uh, scorned, and that's okay. I don't blame him. You know? I mean, <laughs> but McDaniel's McDaniel stinks, dude. They're it's, gonna, bro. It, it's the thing that I told you guys. You know, when we first started talking, New England West. No, yeah, you. The Lions tried that, my dude. The reason why the Patriots don't get me started on Patricia. He's he's with the Eagles right now, and I'm not happy about it. Okay, ah. good, good luck. Um, the, the Patriots do what the Patriots do because that's the Patriots. You can't recreate that, let alone bring it to the fucking Raiders of all teams, bro. Like it's bad yeah. enough. It's bad enough that we have a former Patriot as our head coach. Now we have the fucking guy from the Tuck Rule game as right. part owner. Part owner. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, ridiculous. I mean, if, if I, if Al I Davis have, is rolling in his fucking grave. For sure. I have never had a bigger middle finger shoved in my face than when I heard that. We have, we, but, well, but that, seen, we're A's fans. We've seen, <laughs> um, we've, we've seen Patriots West try to happen with Kansas City, with uh, the Lions. You know, it, it, the Patriots only work because of Belichick. You yeah. know, it's because of him. You know, he's that that system. I'm sure if he went to another organization, it would probably work. Um, but you're basically you got Josh McDaniels trying to 
copy and paste something that, you know, he's an assistant in. It's not his thing. And yeah. I think that's his biggest weakness is that um, he doesn't have his own identity. He doesn't have his own way. Um, and I think that's that's the biggest difference between legendary head coaches. They pave their own way. And McDaniels is a copy-paste type of dude. He's, he, some guys are coordinators. North Turner, right? Amazing offensive coordinator. Terrible head coach. In the words of Dan Patrick, some coaches are great coaches. Some coordinators are great coordinators. Not all great coordinators are great coaches. Exactly. True. It's absolutely true. I think that's uh, that's a perfect way to leave this off, I think, unless anybody else has anything else they need to add. No, that's a great bow. I love yeah, that that's bow. That's a it, nice, nice bow on it. Uh, well said, Daniel. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us for this last uh, almost 90 minutes. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, oh, yeah. Lost track of time a little bit there, you know? Uh, time flies when you're having fun, right? So um, let's go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. You are listening to the SVT Podcast. Subscribe on YouTube and hit the bell to get alerts when we go live. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and, as long as Twitter still exists, uh, as, at SVT Sports Pod. Slide into our DMs. We would love to interact with you. And hell, maybe you become friends with us and wind up on the show like our buddy Daniel here. Who knows, you know? So uh, looking forward to interacting with you all uh, next week. And uh, until then, good night, fellas. Good night, guys. Thanks, guys. Good night, everyone. Thanks, guys. Night.